Hey, welcome back. It's time to surf along on the sales pipeline with Matt Hines, Hines Marketing. All right. Well, welcome, everybody, to another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. Thank you very much for joining us. We are always here live at 1130 Pacific, 230 Eastern on Thursday. This program is running live, but we've recorded this. This is an on-demand recording. If you're listening to this live, I am probably taking a nap somewhere on Whidbey Island. I'm taking a little vacation to get away from things going completely off the grid. But Sales Pipeline Radio waits for no man, and I'm very excited to have lined up some great guests for you here as we round out July and head into August. Very excited to have with us today, Christine Jaramillo, president of Personal ABM. And I'm realizing now, Christina, like I just always use your first name, and it's the first time I've tried to pronounce your last name. Did I get that right? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I Americanized it because it's m- much easier, but it's actually Jaramillo. Jaramillo. Even better. I love that. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. You are the president of Personal ABM. And can you just just describe your approach, what your firm does? Because I just I love the angle you're taking. We don't see it often enough. So I think everyone's familiar in sales and marketing or most people are familiar with account based marketing. And we do the personalized approach, which means it's like laser focused and not campaign based. I feel like ABM might have gotten diluted or it's probably getting diluted like a lot of marketing tactics do that people just get a list from Navigator or they'll get a list of targets they want to reach out, maybe top 10 or top 100, whatever it is, and send out the same message. But we actually personalize everything from profiles, content, messaging, sales communications, because we want to get down to the level of the actual individual who is responsible within that account for different things. They're all going to have the end goal of increasing revenue for their company, but a sales rep is going to have a different goal than the SVP of sales or whoever you're targeting, whatever decision-making group you're targeting, they're all going to have different goals. And we want to make sure to speak to all of them that you can create that collective buy-in and change why they should be working with you versus maybe a competitor or why they even need to change it all. Well, and we were talking about this before we started recording that a lot of companies obviously are doing account-based marketing efforts. They're taking an account-based approach to sales and marketing. But too often we talk about those as these broader programs where we have our target accounts and we're doing these multi-touch sequences and integrating what's happening between sales and marketing, all important. But very rarely do we get down to the level of like, what does the sales rep do like if I'm an account rep and I'm trying to engage my target accounts, what's my job? So talk a little bit about the personal account based approach and how that's different from how a lot of people think about ABM traditionally. Yeah, I think what traditional ABM might speak to industries as a whole, but in most cases that relevance is not going beyond the industry level. And again, ABM I think tends to speak to accounts, and I think sales and marketing teams are going to just at least what I've seen select a list of accounts. They want to target, they want to engage with, and kind of do like a marketing or an advertising campaign, but they're not going to really go beyond company level relevance. So what we do, I'm going to keep saying personal a million times, but personally, ABM is about speaking to humans within the accounts that you want to win. Your profile, your content, whatever it is, video, articles, white papers, the whole thing, messaging and sales and marketing communications are all going to speak to those specific gaps that you see or have researched about in those accounts and those personal impacts. So personal impacts to each position or each person in that buying committee. And we kind of like to think of each interaction as like a mini sales conversation. If you send someone an invite to connect, it's a mini sales conversation. It's got to be super relevant. If you send them a nurturing email, it's got to be super relevant, especially I think in B2B, I found that one misstep 
can just end the whole interaction that you're trying to engage with with someone. So going back to that personal, it's personal emotional connection. And I think once you can do that, sales and marketing will have an easier way or easier time of breaking down walls. And one of the things that we like to do or that we've seen work is try to show people their unconsidered needs, what's going on in their business, how it affects them personally and and those that they serve. And you begin to show them a new way of thinking. And because you created like a buying vision that maybe no one else could, you could become a party of one rather than party of many. And it increases your chances of getting that deal. Yeah, I think that's really that's a really important point to make. And we're talking today at Sales Pipeline Radio with Christina Jaramillo, president of Personal ABM. You can check them out. They've got a great set of resources on their website. Definitely check out stopthesalesdrop.com. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. And I, Christina, I think a lot of people actually believe that they are doing ABM when they're using LinkedIn Sales Navigator to find targets and find connections and just reach out. But just because it's on your target account list, just because you are sort of fishing with spears now by looking at individuals versus building long lists, it doesn't inherently mean your approach is going to be better. And there's a level of efficiency that we're not necessarily going for here, right? We're looking for impact. And so an inefficient, not very efficiently scalable process might actually be better at getting the engagement in the target account you want. Talk a little bit about what's missing from the way a lot of people think about sort of target account social ABM and what they can be doing better. Yeah, well, I think what I've seen people do, and it's it's common, I don't know if it's necessarily a mistake, but someone will come to me and like, we have a top 100 counts we need to do ABM with. And I'm like, then the kind of ABM that we do is not going to hit 100 accounts. It's going to maybe hit 10, 15, 20. It's just not feasible to do ABM successfully and personalized with 100 accounts. So I think people kind of just go into Sales Navigator or wherever they're researching for their targets, pick out companies, contacts, and start doing those blanket invites that I'm sure everyone's familiar with. But it's the same thing like if you were doing a marketing campaign, you're hoping that something's going to stick and the accounts that I want to connect with will actually respond. But I think for ABM to really work and to work well on social, a few things need to happen. And I think some of these key things that need to happen are people are missing out. It, their approach needs to be data-driven, number one, I think. Number two, I think that those relevant stories need to be in place. And that means stories in the content you're sharing, stories on your profile, stories when you nurture someone. Start with your existing customers and capture those best stories. I'm sure people are familiar with this approach. But then identify accounts that match the stories that you already have, that you can resonate with them. It'll make your process a lot easier. And then another thing that I think for this to happen or to be successful is to have your LinkedIn profile speak to accounts that you want, the humans within those accounts. We recently did a study with our team and found that it's something that we're actually sharing an upcoming article that's getting published on Crunchbase in a couple of weeks. And we found that about 95% of leadership sales and marketing teams are kind of sharing irrelevant content or sharing content that's not as personalized it really could be because I'm sure you're, you've seen this. There's a lot of people that have resumes on their profiles and sales teams are talking about their sales awards, their biggest closes, their sales accomplishments, but they're only showing prospects that they're looking to close a deal rather than building that relationship based on value. Because I know it from my perspective, if I see a salesperson that's all about them and what they've done on their profile, it kind of gives me pause to actually accept that connection because I feel like two seconds later, they're going to try to sell me. They're going to try to set me up on a demo or just kind of engage in that kind of spam-like approach on LinkedIn. And I'm kind of weary of it. Where have you seen the best 
I guess, implementations of these kind of programs? Is it coming from marketing? Is it something that is originated from sales? Is it more organic where you have some sales reps that, that engage in this and sort of go through, for example, your the virtual LinkedIn training you guys do, and then sort of it has a bit of a groundswell effect internally? Where do you see the best, not just trainings, but also just real implementations and consistent leverage of these best practices? We like to think of it as like marketing specifically for sales because companies are always going to need lead gen, demand gen, brand awareness. That's never going to go away. This is like a supplemental thing that maybe they don't have the capacity to do or maybe they're not sure or how to do it. But typically when we are working with sales leaders, we can discuss with them what's the value that they want or they have seen with their customers or with prospects, because it's not necessarily the value that's being communicated in the messaging they're getting or the content or whatever they're getting from marketing. Typically, when we work just with sales for specific selling conversations, whether it's LinkedIn-based, email, live, that's where we see the most success. Talk a little bit about as well, you guys did this very successful event a few weeks ago, Stop the Sales Drop, and you pulled on just a ton of really great presenters. I was lucky enough to be included in in the group as well. Stop the Sales Drop, it may not seem intuitive to some people, but I really like Angle. Talk a little bit about where that originated and what that means. Our own business is our main business, personal ABM. Our only, or our key metric, I should say, is revenue. We were having as a lot of people are having, we were having our clients were experiencing as well. I'm meant to say um, sales conversations were stalled. They were paused. They were scaling back. They were totally dead in the water because we saw a shift in the way people were doing business. So this was all something that we came up with in April of this year, April, 2020. We figured we'd come together and educate not only for ourselves, but our clients, for our prospects, for the community as, as a whole. B2B sales and marketing leaders, especially the strategic level decision makers and, and things like that, that just had to figure out how we can work together and grow together. There's always going to be an outside force, whether it's internal or external or a pandemic, hopefully never again. But the, people are always going to experience sales troughs, sales dips, sales plateaus. So that was the idea behind Stop the Sales Drop is how can we do this? How can we come out of this type of problem stronger together as a community by learning from one another. Part of the things that we do other than these trainings is that we share articles, we share videos, we have a podcast ourselves. We are just kind of community knowledge, I guess, is the best way to put it and learn together. Speaking of the event, the last summit you guys did, and I think sometimes these sharing the examples of people being successful, like individual stories is really sometimes the most powerful. I remember you talked about a client that you had shifting their strategy that generated like a seven figure deal from an account that had been unresponsive for years. Can you talk about like, just use that as an example, talk about what did they do and and how did that work? Yeah, sure, sure. I'll give you some tech context. Many other supply chain and tech firms, this is what this particular sales team at Schneider, which is Snyder National, they have the big orange trucks. They're a third party logistics provider. They were looking to their marketing team for more leads. And I think everyone equates more leads with more sales. And that's not necessarily what was going on with them. They were only really able to advance when they looked at the numbers, one out of every five opportunities towards revenue. They were kind of spinning their wheels in the the sand, I guess. And because of that 20% win rate, they knew that they needed to change something. So we figured they had initially figured the more leads that marketing can deliver, the more revenue they can produce. But it wasn't working. Both sales and marketing teams were having issues with the volume and the quality of the leads, and, the, and they were just not driving that personal relevance to change. 
and the sales team had the right targets and, and in many cases they had the right connections. So they, those relationships were not completely warm and not completely cold, but they just weren't leveraging them right. We worked with one of Schneider's VPs of sales. She happened to be connected to Sigma's VP of logistics, but their connection and that relationship was kind of unresponsive. They were doing the general messaging for that particular industry in the logistics and 3PLs. They like to talk about better people, better process, better technology, or customized solutions to meet customer needs or reliable service. So it's very vague, very generic. They weren't making that human to human connection or demonstrating a competitive advantage or helping buyers think about price. Because of that, we kind of shifted the conversation to speak to commercial impacts on the buyer and give them a valid reason to change. We shifted everything from the content in the profiles, content they were sharing on the LinkedIn platform and social channels, email conversations. We went back to that account-specific gaps and that employee or customer impacts. That VP that was semi-warm, that relationship needed to see proof that his supply chain was underserved by their current tech or their current 3PL or their current way of doing things. And he needed stories to show a specific challenge and Schneider had uniquely solved for a similar customer. And because of that new personal relevance, they were able to pull the sales team through the sales cycle as opposed to, I guess, that push and pull that sales and marketing like to do. Because of that, the prospect walked away twice. They had been unresponsive for five years, like we mentioned, and they turned them into about two to $3 million client over the course of like a year or two. It was pretty successful for that. That's awesome. We got to take a quick break, pay some bills. We'll be back with more uh, with our guest today, Christina Jaramillo uh, from Personal ABM. We're going to talk more about personal uh, ABM strategies and tactics. We're going to talk about the impact COVID has potentially had on that as well. We'll be right back. Sales Pipeline Radio. How do you continue to drive predictable revenue in an increasingly unpredictable time? Creating a revenue growth engine is no small task, nor is it one that can be done overnight. And these days it can feel harder than ever to hit your stride. So how can you overcome the obstacles? Read the new research report on the state of predictable revenue growth from Sixth Sense and Heinz Marketing. Get it now at hub.sixcents.com slash PRG. That's hub. the number six s-e-n-s-e dot com slash p-r-g and now back to matt and his guest welcome back to sales platform radio thank you very much for listening today we're talking about personal abm from the president of the an amazing marketing firm called personal abm christina jaramillo and you guys have been doing this for a while i'm curious if any of the strategies or tactics have changed at all since people are working from home and have changed some of their working, selling, and buying habit. And I'm curious to hear if things have gotten more difficult or if certain things have actually become more efficient and more useful given the current uh, working environment. Yeah, that's a good question. They've actually, I think they've become a little more useful actually because we've always based our approach on that personal relevance again, hone in on that a million times, uh, and sharing and leading with value. So that's something that we've always done. And I think buyers now are looking for that even more. So it's actually kind of working to an advantage in that way. Our approach has been super affected. I mean, it's going to take a longer time to get people to actually move down the funnel or or closer to a sale. But 
we continue to share with value and lead with value, I think that's just going to strengthen it, the approach for the rest of the year. I would hope so. And I, and I think that, you know, it feels like some of this is just universal and a good selling. Are there tricks to making this a consistent habit? Because I wonder if people listening to this say this totally makes sense. I'd like to do this. What are some of your strategies for making this a consistent habit that is applied consistently? Because we're, I mean, we're talking about, I mean, you do, you're up your sleeves and you're doing this work on a daily, weekly basis. If you want to be consistently successful at driving results, how do you recommend clients make and stick with that habit? I think what people have to think of when they're making any kind of interaction, whether it's an email, whether it's a phone call, whether it's a newsletter, is it relevant? Is it personal? Is it value-based or am I pitching? Because if you're pitching the ABM, you can't really pitch and have it work effectively. Otherwise, it's just you're just kind of spamming everything else out. So I think kind of putting yourself in the, the buyer's shoes for a minute and thinking, if I read this in my email or if I listen to this message on my phone, would I actually think this person's going to sell me or do I think this person's going to build a relationship based on value and share insights with me and ways of doing things and those commercial insights and give me like a new way of thinking or am I actually educating along the way and providing value to that person at the end of the day is what it is. I mean, we've been talking mostly about LinkedIn. I mean, obviously LinkedIn is one of many channels out there. A lot of people are using Twitter. Some are using Instagram and TikTok and others. Is there a role for other channels, especially those that may not be business oriented, but may give you some insights into what your target cares about? Like how do you recommend people think about different social channels and then what's appropriate to be able to bring in and use in the engagement, the conversation. I think it's kind of like a universal thing. Again, going back to that value, if you're sharing value across all the platforms and not buy our product, download our webinar, uh, whatever it, or download our white paper, whatever it is, as you're sharing value and giving back to the audience or your followers, wherever platform they are, wherever you talk to them or engage with them, I think they're always going to associate you with value that has to be consistent with across the board. It can't just be that marketing's doing it. It can't just be that sales is doing it or customer success. Everyone's got to be doing it. It's got to be an internal mindset for the whole culture of the organization. Because if they see one person that's sharing value and then everyone else is just sharing brand-based marketing, there is that disconnect. If everyone shares value and shares knowledge and just wants to collectively help their audience across all channels, across all platforms, I think that's going to be more successful. We've just got a few more minutes here wrapping up with our guest today. We'll put links to Stop the Sales Drop and some of their LinkedIn trainings in the show notes. Curious, as you look back over the last few months, obviously, we're all working a little differently than we had intended and that we may have done at the beginning of Q1. What are a couple things, what's one or two things that you miss from the old normal that you're looking forward to getting back to? And then what maybe is something that um, you don't miss, that this has kind of made you realize you don't need it, don't want it, and, and aren't going to include it in your new normal? Oh, I, I can go different directions with that. So from personal, I just miss engaging with actual people on a daily basis other than my family. <laughs> what I don't miss is receiving a lot of, you know, on, on LinkedIn, especially because I, I talk about it all the time because I'm on it like constantly. Or in my emails, I don't miss getting the spammy, buy my stuff, sign up for my demo, get on a call type of messages. I don't miss that. I do see that people are doing giving more value, and I hope that does continue. I think when we were all forced to be virtual now, kind of 
realizing that people aren't, their buyers or their audience aren't going to put up with it anymore. They're not going to be put up with the pitchiness or the, the no upfront value. If I can't learn from you, then it, what is it that you're giving me mm-hmm. in order to advance that relationship? I certainly hope people continue to get better at doing that. And I know a lot of the work you guys have done, Stop the Sales Drop, and with your LinkedIn training has helped a lot of people move through that as well. So thank you for that. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We unfortunately are out of time for today. Want to again thank my guest, Christina Jaramillo. We will put links to her content, to, to their events, and to some of their recordings up in our show notes. And thanks, y'all, for listening. We will be back next week and every Thursday at 1130 Pacific, 230 Eastern for another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. If you liked what you heard today and you want to share this episode with others in your organizations, we will have this available on demand with every past episode of Sales Pipeline Radio at salespipelineradio.com. But for today, on behalf of my great producer, Paul, this is Matt Hines. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. And with that, we wrap up another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio right here on the Funnel Radio channel for network listeners like you. 